What's really good? Welcome into No Catch with Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. In the stew with my boy Nick the Quick, Back man. in the studio. What's going on, baby? Man, chilling, man, chilling. Feel good to be here, man. What, before, a, what a day. Before we get into chopping it up, let's break down what we're going to get into. We're obviously talking Bears. We're in the middle of the week, going into week three of the preseason. Yes, sir. Then, uh, so we're, we got to talk Glenn and Trubisky, the rest of the boys, how they look, how we feel about everything going into the third week of preseason. Absolutely big dog, big time news on a wow. Tuesday night. Kyrie Irving on his way to Boston for IT and some change. Uh, we'll talk about that. We're going to jump into a big weekend. McGregor, Mayweather. I actually just disrespected Mayweather by saying McGregor's believe, name. Yeah, I can't believe you Let just me did flip that. that. You, Mayweather was an afterthought <laughs> in that one, bro. What's going <laughs> on, man? Let me flip that. Second segment's going to be Mayweather, McGregor. Yes. Fight is sad today. We're going to break that down, chop that up. Now catch up Chicago. Let's get it. Let's get it. Nick the Quick, we back in the stew. Back here. We got you in studio this time. In we studio not, this time, we, we had to We had to bring it back like for the original take, how we usually do yeah, it. Yeah, man. You know, we've been running through the streets all August, man, so it feels good to slow down a little bit and uh, get back to what we do, man. It's, just, it's been a hell of an August, though. It's been but busy. We talked about it a little bit last week, but like six things have happened since then, so like, yeah. It's been busy. It Kicked fun. it off a Lollapalooza, and then yep. we went back-to-back weddings. Congrats to our boys, Brett, Kelly, Kevin and Nana. Oh yeah, beautiful couples. Big time congratulations. Great ceremonies, yeah. good time, man. Big time, yeah, big, big time. time, big time ceremonies, big time. Casual couples. wedding, Sean made an appearance. Hey, casual hey. wedding. <laughs> hey, no tie, no tie required. Dude, low key, I've been catching a little bit of heat from that. Yo, let me tell you something real quick. Zastro came up to me and personally requests that I wear a tie. To his wedding coming yeah. up here in September. Yeah. So I'm going to have to step out and got, body everybody at the wedding You might have now. to, bro. You might I mean, have to get the fully custom, it goes fully with, custom three-piece joint. You it know? goes so, without, oh, you want me to put on a suit? Okay. It goes without yeah. saying, no. I'm going to have to come in and show. Everybody thinks I'm just lacking. I was just trying to. I was just more. You know me. I'm casual. So Sean, showed Sean showed up casual. South Beach style, man. Should have had a cigar and a fedora. <laughs> My style been urban lately, urban. so I, I haven't. I ain't really had nothing with a. Nah, co- it wasn't nothing bummy or nothing like that. It was. It was just funny, man. Nah, never bummy. Up. Never bummy. Never, never bummy. bummy. But he showed up. He showed up. Uh, I think it was Brett's wedding. He showed up with the uh, with a little South Beach South Beach poppy shirt on. You know what I'm saying, man? The cuffed up pants. Yeah. Yeah. Ankles was, showing. I had some loafers show, on. Ankles, ankles exposed. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it, it was light. But Zastro Zastro hit me with the personal request yeah. to wear the 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 tie. So I'm gonna oblige just because my time. man asked me. So um, <laughs> let's jump in uh, to these bears, man. Man, coming off the street, it? back to business. Yep. Bears is right around the corner. Um, looking forward to watching these boys, man. man. I didn't think I was gonna be, but uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm not full on, full on sipping the juice 100 percent yet. But another week, another good result. Um, at the quarterback position, yeah. Another week, another sip for me. Yeah, I saw the first sip. I mean, I saw the, saw the first week. I took yeah, the first took the sip. first sip. I didn't see nothing crazy OD special in week two, yeah. but I'm still sipping because I didn't see anything efficiency. where I was like, "Wow, okay, yeah. this dude maybe he was really playing out of his body in week right. one." Um, nothing that made it look fluky last week, right? Yeah. I mean, he's on the road yep. in Arizona. Good defense. Who's going to have a bounce back year? They were seven, eight, and one last year. Yeah. They're going to be an eleven win team. Right. They're probably going to win the division and go to the playoffs in the NFC. Hundred percent. Um, Arizona's solid. So, game two, uh, we don't even have to get into the details of the game too too much. But what is what is something that you saw that you liked just right off the jump? So in general, from the talk Bears Glennon, or talk just Trubisky? Trubisky? Yeah, just uh, man, these you new players, on. man. Whether it be Trubisky, whether it be Cohen, um, I, I'm just excited, man. It looks like they drafted well. Shout out to Cohen. Yeah, shout out to Cohen. We talked about him last week, man. I told you that dude has legitimate burst. Uh, and I think you saw it this week. What do you have? Eleven rushes, seventy-seven yards, a couple of breakers. He's one of those dudes, man. That's boomer bust all day. And the Bears haven't had a playmaker like that in a while, right? Somebody who you put the ball in his hands and it's just electric. Um, for as much as we loved Forte, you didn't like Forte, but as much as I loved Forte. Listen, dude, wait, hold on. You dude. were biggest wait, Forte wait, 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 hater wait. on the You <laughs> always say, Matt Forte listen, is trash. Listen, listen, Matt Forte listen, is trash. That listen, man was listen, our entire offense. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> for the for the let me let me put this for the to the better bed. part of a decade, our let whole me, offense. Let me put this to bed. I wasn't the biggest Matt Forte fan. Look, listen, good running back. Yeah, quality running back. Quality running back. Consistent. Put up numbers for us. Consistent. 
the major thing, you know me, I'm either I love you or I don't like you that much. And like in my mind, I know that Matt Forte is a good running back. Very good. But what I didn't like about Matt Forte is he left yards on the field for me. He was never finishing runs. And I think that was just part of his style. He was a smooth, roll-out-of-bounds yeah. guy. I don't want to get hit too hard type of thing. But there was so many runs, bro, throughout that stretch where I felt like he wasn't finishing them off, and he could have, and he could have picked up those yards. So to put that to, to put that to bed, okay. Matt Forte was a good running back. Great, yeah. He wasn't my favorite because maybe it's just because he wasn't that Chicago style bruiser. You type wanted the dude. bruiser. You wanted to lower the boom on somebody. I don't even know if I want to be like I, Peyton going to look for contact. Yeah, I don't know if I wanted to be want him to be a bruiser, but I just wanted him to run harder than he did a lot of the okay. time. And that wasn't that's his fair. style. That's so fair. Let's put that to um, bed. Shout that's out like to my, my dad. My dad is kind of the same way. He liked Forte, but he's like, why is he always dancing? Why is he dance behind before he finds a hole? Just hit the hole and make a play. Um, but yeah, with Cohen, man, what one thing Forte didn't have was breakaway speed, right? Forte did not have that second gear. He, he had one speed. If you were able to chase him down, he wasn't going to break away on you. This dude right here, um, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do in the open field. You know, can he catch the ball at the backfield? I don't think he had any receptions the other day. If he did, he only had one. Um, but that's something that I want. Yeah, he didn't have any receptions the other day. Um, but that's something that I want to see, man. Can this dude break it in the open field? If you get him the ball out the backfield, can he turn something into nothing? Can he run some There's no passes? doubt he can. Right. And that's the stuff that's going to help Trubisky, right? If you have somebody who can get some yards after the catch, you're not forcing a guy like Trubisky to throw the ball downfield and uh, force him into mistakes. So that's what I want to see. If this dude has some hands, you might have something with Tariq Cohen. Ultra productive in college, like we talked about, the human joystick. Um, and you really saw it this last game. And I mean, I really that, that was a hundred yard game. Um I mean, he was going for seven to carry. Game. Yeah, and he's starting yeah. now with Howard not playing. So I mean, yeah, man, he's looking he's looking good, man. I really like that dude. Uh the receivers are what they are. You know, I I don't think we have any breakaway receivers. Um Kevin White, I don't, I don't really know what we have. If we have anything there, is it two receptions for two yards from that guy? So probably another most likely first-round bust there. Um, so you're not going to get it done with Cam Meredith. You know, Zach Miller, obviously reliable guy. Benny Cunningham, great backup running back, catch the ball at the backfield. But the skill position players outside of Cohen, uh, I'm still worried about. I don't think you win. You don't win a lot of games in the NFL with Cam Meredith as your number one receiver. Now I'm going to say this. I agree with what you're saying 100%. We got a ton of guys that we're still we're, we're still getting looks here. Cam Meredith, Kendall Wright, et cetera, right? Right. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go – I don't even feel like I'm going out on a limb here. If this guy gets enough targets, I don't see why Tanner Gentry can't be baby Wes Welker or baby – Oh, man. I'm, I'm, you're you're I'm, going there I'm, with I'm, it? I'm very serious. Bro. Same thing they said about Dane Sonsenbacher, I'm, too. I'm, I'm very serious. <laughs> Right. I think I think Tanner Gentry can play. He's nice. He's he's Wes Welker. They both run around a four six yeah. high four five forty. Hands. He's Julian Edelman. Yeah. So they're the same guy. Yeah. But Tanner Gentry's bigger than these dudes. Right. He's like six two. Right. Two hundred plus. Right. Wes Welker's a little dude five six five seven. Wes Welker's tiny. Yeah. You know what I mean. So if he gets tiny. enough targets in the slot, I have no. I I don't see why he couldn't be Wes Welker. Right. And a slot receiver can be a rookie quarterback's best friend. Absolutely. Anybody who can hit those short routes with reliable hands that doesn't force you to throw the ball into dangerous spots or throw low percentage passes can be your best friend. That's all a fullback, tight ends. That's why I like the Shaheen pick. Zach Miller can be great for him. But, yeah, I mean, again, though, with, if Tanner Gentry is your best receiver, you're not winning a lot of ball games. We're not um, looking to win a lot of ball games. But we're not looking games, to right? win a lot of ball, ball games saying? anyways, right? So you want to look for development. I see where you're going with that. Um yeah, man. I mean, it, it looked better than I thought it would look. I was ready for a complete disaster from the Bears the last two weeks, and it's looked somewhat hopeful. Maybe we have reasons to watch, not necessarily for wins, but for development of certain players, which we haven't had the last couple of years, which is what's made watching the Bears so difficult. It's so difficult. not it was developing so, anybody. It was so difficult because we were in that bullshit in between. Like, yeah. oh, we're going to try to act like we can compete a little bit knowing we don't have the we roster have what to do takes, so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So. <clears throat> at least, like we've always said since we started this podcast, at least it's transparent what we're doing. Right. It's a full rebuild. 
we're going to look to get young, talented guys on the roster that can make plays, right. that can build up, and, you know, eventually we can have a squad. Right. And, you know, obviously uh, I killed the Trubisky pick for that very reason because I thought it took away our ability to get more young, good players because we traded away four draft which picks it, for him. Which it did. Which it did. Like, um, like I'm, not gonna, I'm not about to mash that shit. And it I don't want to go as far as say, well, but if he becomes a great quarterback because it's still only two preseason games, 25 passes in. Uh, 33 passes. Listen, in, I'm sorry, but look, if he becomes a starting quarterback in the NFL and he's legitimate, yeah, I guess it's worth it because we know how hard that is to find. No doubt. So um, I felt, yeah, I felt good about it, man. But I, I can't stress enough: Tariq Cohen, man, get that dude on the field. If you're a bad team, get that dude on the field. You want to win? Let Booby spin. So put that dude in, give him the ball, let him make a play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I, yeah, again, I'm gonna be watching that dude all year for sure. Okay, for sure. I, I agree with I agree with Cohen. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I just like. I like all my, one of my favorite things to watch in football is seeing dudes in the open field making yeah. dudes, making dudes miss. Right, like that's like one of my favorite things. Right, like you like up, oh, I got you. Like nah, cause I'm out, I'm out of here. That's what made like Hester so much fun right, to watch. Exactly. Obviously, he couldn't play offense, but I mean, yeah, it was the same thing when he returned a kick or any of those little shifty guys like that. Man, those dudes are dangerous. Man, Darren Sproles type characters like those dudes. You can't coach speed, man, and I don't care how small you are or whatever it might be. If you're faster than that guy and you're in the open field, you're going to make a play. It's Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles. It's all those guys, man. Those little shifty guys um, are are dangerous. And they only need to make one play a game. That's the other thing with a guy like that. One play per game. And that play is a big play. It changes the whole momentum of the game. Great compliment to Jordan Howard going, yep. into, going into the season. I'm looking forward to that 100%. as well. Let's talk about Mike Glennon and Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky. Your boy. Listen, man. Happy face, Mike Glennon. <laughs> we, I told you last time we spoke about Mike Glennon. I, I'm already just sick of looking at this dude's face. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of petty. My dad but, was heating up, man. He's but, like, well, he long, long body, long, short torso, <laughs> long arms. Why has he got the, the Terracosaurus neck? <laughs> like, my dad I mean, him. that's kind of like, he, yeah, he, 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 he's got this goofy look to he him. Does have a he's got an annoying look, look to him. Very, yeah. Like, that was part of the people that, that was part of the thing that people hated about Cutler. He just had that smug ass look all the yeah. time. So people like didn't didn't appreciate that. But Glennon's look is goofy though. Cutler wasn't like, a goofy look. Cutler right. was just like this dude's probably an asshole. Yeah. Glennon's like this dude. This yeah. dude's like buffoon. Like, right. There's yeah, no way 100%. this dude's a good quarterback. Yeah. Nah, like if you showed just... me a picture of this dude and told me he was good, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. nah, he's nah, probably not. Not at all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so Mike Glennon, another So down on it, Mike Glennon already, man. It wasn't it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't as bad as week one, but it wasn't good either, right? It wasn't good. Threw a costly interception that he that he that he could have not thrown. Another one. Like a bad one, right? Right. So this is my thing, bro. Then there's John Fox saying unsure if Trubisky will get first team reps at Tennessee. Yeah, okay. What you talk what are you talking about? What are you unsure about? I mean, like, maybe that's him just pondering to the media. Yeah. But, like, game, everybody knows what the third game of the preseason is about. It's a dress rehearsal. It's a dress rehearsal. It's a dress rehearsal. So, is he going to get first team reps? Of course he is. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the second straight game where it's gone Glennon, Sanchez, Trubisky. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes Glennon, Trubisky, Sanchez. Yeah, the Mark Sanchez experiment can go ahead and just be over. Yeah, I mean, leave him on there as an insurance. You know what you're gonna get with Mark Sanchez, so we don't need to see any more. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, he's not. Gonna, right, he's not gonna show you something new. Of, oh, I didn't know Mark Sanchez could do this. Like Sanchez has been in the league eight or nine years. We, we know what he is. If anything, get him a couple reps just because yeah, keep him healthy. You know, yeah, keep, exactly. Keep, keep, yeah, get, right. get, get, just, his, get just, his blood going a little bit, and yeah, but you don't need to see don't need a to lot see a, of Sanchez. I don't need to see. A quarter and a half of Mark right. Sanchez. And if we get to a point where Mark Sanchez is the quarterback during the season, I mean, we, we are, we're, in a, we're in a very bad situation. So, again, but you know what you're seeing from him 100%. So, forget about the – I think – and I think my boy Marshawn Lynch killed the elephant in the room saying this week. <laughs> with with when my man was like, well, you know, the elephant, the in, the elephant room, in the room. He was like, nah, I think he left, bro. I think he left, yeah. <laughs> I think so that motherfucker left, right? <laughs> yeah, he said like, that motherfucker left. <laughs> yeah. But – just to just to talk about that more cuz it's it's an interesting talking point if glennon comes out we already know glennon if glennon comes out in this next preseason game and goes 0 for 4 with four interceptions yeah and then does it in, in game 4 of the preseason he's going to start week 1 of the season well if he plays typically your starting quarterback wouldn't play wouldn't in game, play four, game of the pre- 4 so if he's but, okay. playing in game 4 of the preseason there's probably a bigger question that needs to be answered listen i i think regardless of what happens 
unless he literally does come out and go throw three interceptions or something in the first yeah. first half of the next preseason game, he's going to start game one. Really? Of the season. So you don't think that if Trubisky – so if they split up the first team reps on game three, right? So you figure the first team is going to play at least the first half and some into the third quarter. So if they split up those reps and Trubisky looks better, right, or continues to look that much better than him – you don't think that the media pressure might not get to Fox? Trubisky's a better quarterback move? than Mike Glennon right now today. Okay, so we know that. We just talked about this last week where you got to look the other guys in that locker room in the eye and say, "I'm giving you a worse chance to win a game by playing this dude." I agree, and that's and you know I'm the biggest, I was the biggest sit him guy out. I still am the biggest sit him guy out there, but in realistic terms, if you're John Fox, what do you do if Glennon stinks it up and Trubisky looks better running with the ones? Now let me get to to finish what I was saying. I think that regardless of what happens, Glennon is going to start week one. Now, do I agree with that? Not so much. Okay. Now, like like you mentioned, like we mentioned a couple of weeks back, you have to be able to look your players in the locker room and say, hey, I'm because you're preaching in the locker room, let's go out, let's, let's go get out a W, play let's, let's play win. hard. Yeah, go risk and your body for like, a W. Yeah, but you're running out this clown Mike Glennon, right? right? So I'm not, I'm not believing you're, right. you're losing the locker room with that talk, right? At the end of the day, this is still the preseason. Mike Glennon's going to get a look in the regular season, period. Yeah, we 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 paid him sixteen million dollars guaranteed this year. He's gonna he's going to play, period. That's that's, that's right. just what's going to happen, right? Okay. Now, just like you were a big sit guy, I initially was, but then I started looking around the league. Right, Dak Prescott, he didn't sit a fucking game. Shout out my man, Dak Prescott. Now. On the flip side of that coin, that was the Dallas Cowboys, and they had weapons. They had a whip. And they had a phenomenal young running back with and Zeke And a great Elliott offensive line and an offensive game plan that, that really catered to Dak Prescott's skill set and didn't put him in bad situations. Dez, Jason Witten. Right. Who's who's my dude? One of my favorite little receivers. Who's his? What's his name? The white dude. Yeah, with uh, with the um, hair, uh, with shaggy the, hair. Uh, oh man, Riley something. Not Riley. Uh, what's the dude's name? I know you're Hold talking on. about. Hold uh, on, I gotta look this up. Danny something something man. I know exactly who you're talking about. Why am I forgetting that dude's name? He's nice, and he's got a couple. Uh, he's got a, like if you go on his Instagram page, he's got a couple. He's crazy athletic. He got yeah. a couple of videos of him. Um, like doing like these crazy, he got stupid lift, like throwing it off the throwing it off the backboard, yeah, catching yeah, it, right. flush in one Athlete. hand. Oh, Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley, yeah. Shout out Cole nice. Beasley. Yeah, he's nice. I rock with Cole Beasley Very heavy. Nice, yeah. Um, but yeah, they had, they had weapons. <clears throat> Des Bryant, Cole Beasley, Jason Winton, Zeke, one of the best offensive lines in the yep. In the Great league. organization, obviously. Yeah, yeah. whole 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 nine so, yards for him. That's a caveat on that one. It's a but different that, situation. But he's still a rookie quarterback that has to go in there and, and play good ball. Right. Right. We got um. My boy from Philly started game one. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz started game one. He looks solid. For the first half of the he season. He looks solid. I remember that y'all I remember that y'all in the group chat were ready to anoint this dude like the greatest quarterback in the league through four weeks. I think it was either like you or Edder was or maybe it was no, Eli. Someone like, Oh, this dude's amazing, and then he trailed off like every other, you know, rookie quarterback does. Yeah, no doubt. Towards the end of the year. Learn Remember after they played the Bears, he killed the Bears. Yeah, he killed Chopped us. the Bears up. Chopped yeah. the Bears up. Chopped crazy. the Bears up real nice. So that's just a couple examples <clears throat> of, you know, quarterback starting week one and and rocking and rolling right. with it, right? So do I do I think Trubisky should start week one? It's like it's 50-50. I don't know. Yeah. What what difference does it make? Because right. we're we don't really have a shot of being good. No, there's, no. A, there's a lot of question marks out there. But it, if he started week one, would I be super upset like some of these people out here? No, right. I'd be excited to see what he's going to do, see how he's going to play. Right. But that's not going to happen. Mike Glenn's going to start. But come week three, week four, bro, I'm telling you this, he'll be on. He's playing <laughs> like he's 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 been playing week one and week two. He's in trouble. My my biggest issue with starting him week one would be you you can't look back at that point in time. Like if you name him the week one starter, that's true. You too. can't yank him three weeks in, right? I that's mean, like true. you are rocking with him for sixteen weeks for better or for worse, or seventeen weeks unless he gets hurt. You can't go back to Glennon because now you're talking. You can't you can't mess with his confidence. And that's why Glennon is going to start right. week one. Yeah, so and that would be the bit. And Fox knows that he's a veteran coach, but. Again, man, it would just be interesting if in this third preseason game you split up he the first team rep and, and, and he, he just, just lit it up. Yeah. You know, like two touchdowns, you know, great looking yeah, plays, NFL type plays. Yeah. yeah. And if Glennon looks like he's looked, 
which is an inaccurate passer who doesn't really do anything, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got an interesting situation. And with some of the Bears' problems, man, like you said, um, Trubisky's the better player right now. I mean, this guy looks so much better throwing the ball on the run, which is probably going to happen because our line's not going to be great. Um, you're going to have to create things, man. I think he's just more of a creator. Um, look at me talking about this through 33 passes. Um, he's more of a creator than Mike Glennon. But again, I, what I do think you mean? You, you, he is the, the biggest issue with this is not necessarily how good Trubisky's look. Is that Glennon has not taken this starting job? And I was reading some stuff this week. It's the same in camp where Trubisky's been okay in camp. Glennon has not grabbed that starting job and had people say, "Oh, we need to, we need to have Glennon start." That's the biggest thing. We only see the preseason games. Coaches and players are watching that every single day. Hey, they and know, you know he's what? a bum. They know he's a bum. Hey, and you know what that silent leader bullshit is? Like, I'm a silent leader? Yeah. That means you ain't a leader. You ain't a leader. If you if they ask you, how do you lead? And you're like, I'm more of a silent leader? No. Well, if you're not throwing fucking 30 touchdowns, yeah. 35 touchdowns, yeah. then you're, a silent leader means you're a little too you, silent. You're a little too silent, yeah. and you're not doing yeah. too much you know, talking or whatever what say about Mike Glennon? I think I, I, I don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure I saw an interview with him where they were like, you know, how are you going to lead this Bears team? And he's like, you know, by example, I'm a silent, I'm, a, I'm more of a quiet guy. Well, yeah, you've yeah, been yeah. holding clipboards for three years, right? So I'm saying, <laughs> so like, it's like I don't know about that, man. Yeah, like, yeah. if you're a silent not, leader, not Tom quite. Brady can be a silent yeah, leader. Tom Brady can, like, but he's you not gotta, right. You got to <laughs> be out there, and if you're going to be a silent leader, whatever, whatever it is, right? Yeah. So Mitchell Trubisky, last game. Like we said, nothing crazy jumping off the page, but still six of eight, 60 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Now, he almost threw a pick, should have got picked off. That should have been picked. But what I want to go back to is that the throw that almost gets picked off is him in a, in a, in a five to seven step drop sitting in the pocket. Right. Get hit. Get I don't care the- if it's, if he throws the ball 27 times <laughs> yeah. and 24 of them are. Him literally just literally rolling right, (laughs) rolling left, and tossing play action, bootleg. Let get him out of the pocket. Period. He clearly looks way more comfortable. Way more comfortable. It shut. It it makes him use half the field. Right. Right. So it's this read. It's this read, and you're almost never getting to read three. Never. Especially right? not as a rookie who doesn't know the game and doesn't know the schemes that he's looking at. And even if you are getting to read three, it's going to be pretty quick. But it's such the half the field's cut off, so it's going to be – it's either one, two, or throw that bitch out or of bounds. A lot of times that third read is just like a up. safety valve. You might toss it off to a back or a tight right. end for five, four or five yards. Hopefully you can turn something into something or throw it away. Or use your feet yeah. and pick up three or four run out of bounds. Right? Today's NFL, the pass rushers are, are too good for you to get to that third read because they're getting to you too quick. Right. Yeah. But I will say this. He doesn't look uncomfortable. No, in the not pocket. at all. Those are just they just on his strength yeah. right now. But he his looks way natural, better out the pocket. His natural strength is rolling out, getting out of the pocket, yeah. hitting people on the run. Period. Which is funny because Jay always looked good on the run too. Jay Cutler, Jay. Cutler was a lot better on the run than he, you know, I mean, if he stood in the pocket, he he thought too long and he ended up throwing the ball up for grabs. And let me but. put this on wax too. <laughs> I hope Jay Cutler throws 45 fucking touchdowns yeah. in Miami, and yeah. they're solid. Yeah, me too. So, shout out, and gives, Jay. And gives great interviews. I'm, <laughs> I'm rooting for Jay. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, Gacy called a great player. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, out, I'm, pulling for, I'm pulling for Cuddy all Always, day. yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, th- that's another thing I've, I've, I've loved that I'm watching. Like, he doesn't look uncomfortable in the pocket. It's just not his strength. Well, he doesn't look like he's panicking. It's just not – that's just not his strength and, and a part of his game, a, a strong part of his game right now. And he's completing 73% of his passes against Glennon's 57, right? Um, 226 passing yards against Glennon's 109, two touchdowns against Glennon's none or one, and no picks against Glennon's two. Um He's outplaying him in every single metric, and like you said, I mean, on the run, everything like that. He 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 runs a much more modern, better looking offense for the Bears. It looks like Glennon is your traditional statue in the pocket, and the Bears you don't have the receivers to have that. You need your quarterback to help your receivers out there, and that's what getting out of the pocket does. A little bit of improvisation. So Sunday coming up. Bears are playing the Tennessee Titans. That's uh, preseason game three. Yep. Is that in Nashville or is that in uh, Chicago? Um, let me see. Not that it matters a whole yeah, lot. Not but that it matters a whole lot, but 
It is at Nissan Stadium oh. in Nashville, Tennessee. Nissan Stadium. Yeah. Shout out Nissan. Shout out Nissan. They Great can, vehicles. Yeah, solid vehicles. Solid vehicle. The Asians, boy. I'm I've telling had, you. I've had one. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Asians put a whip together, boy. Yeah, bro. Not driving. Not, not the Ford Stadium, huh? Yeah, no, not Ford Stadium, <laughs> but Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, so we'll see what happens, man. Game three, what I'm looking for, again, split the reps. Let's see Trubisky with the first teamers so people can kill all the noise about him running with the second teamers. Um, I want to see what Glennon looks like. You got nothing to lose. Run an actual offense. See what happens, man. And if Glennon plays bad, you got a good conversation for a couple weeks till the regular season starts, for sure. Because I don't think either of them really see – I guess – that's another thing, man. If, if he plays well, does he? How much fourth preseason game does he see? That might be the Mark Sanchez game, man. Like, uh, what's, yeah, just, what is, what's his yeah. face still on the team? The other guy, the fourth string quarterback, or they get rid of him? Connor Cook. I don't know. All right, I know. I want to see him. So I remember one time, yeah, they played David Fails an entire four quarters of a preseason game. So you really don't play anybody who you think has a chance of playing. Yeah, I mean, why would you? Yeah, you know, you saw what happened to Odell. Yeah, last night. Yeah, they, they had Odell's knees. They said he's taking out a hundred million dollar insurance policy <laughs> in case he doesn't get a deal. Did he really say yeah, that? That's what he said. He said he won a hundred M's for the insurance. Going to Lloyd's of London for a hundred M's. Let me hot out State Farm. Yeah, yeah shout bro, out State. Hot out State Farm. <laughs> you're in. You're in good hands with Allstate. <laughs> I need a hundred M's yeah, on these hands 100 and knees, M's. bro. Just in case. But um, for you, uh, hey, but yeah, like we said, Jordan Howard's questionable, so we'll see a lot of Tariq Cohen, Benny Cunningham. Um, I like and, Benny Cunningham. Yeah, no doubt. He's been playing well with Trubisky, he's too. very well. So, uh, for you super degenerates, the line is minus three Tennessee Titans over unders 43 and a half. That's, if, for, the, that's for the super If defense. you're gambling on NFL preseason games, you have a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a but problem. I, but I fuck with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> salute to you. Good luck. Bears um, at Tennessee next week, Sunday, uh, noon kick. Check that out. Oh, boy, the NBA never stops, dog. Never. Never stops. Never. 12-month league. 12-month league, I wasn't bro. expecting shit today. Dude, and it happened quick. Yeah. Like, I saw I saw a tweet from Woj, Cavs exploring, moving Kyrie to Boston. Yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. Like, cool. I put my phone back in my pocket. Can never put your phone in pocket when Woj yeah. starts talking. <laughs> well, when Woj, I mean, Woj I'm listening. Woj or Shams now. Shams Charney has got the got the uh, got the insight too. Woj put him on. Yeah, I mean, I'm listening, but I'm not thinking nothing of that. Right. How, a side note: How much information do you think Woj gets that he doesn't tweet out? A ton. Like, how far does it have to go before Woj decides? All right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. Hey, I'm a, the this foundation. is really something. Yeah, this could be something. You know what I mean? It's like, a good question. There's so much shit. That he doesn't tweet, like that's why you know if he starts tweeting, it's pretty much done. That's uh, yeah, tons, yeah, tons of fake bullshit. Fake facts bullshit. That he like, gets. Oh, I'm not gonna tweet this. Yeah, yeah. Um, went through pending physical, which we'll talk about. Kyrie Irving to the Boston Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic. Ante Zizic. Yep. I said that right. Yeah. And. Brooklyn's unprotected Woo. first round draft pick next year, Not bad. which is a top three pick. Could the, be, yeah. Well, no, no, fuck that. That's a top three pick. Some people think Brooklyn's going to be a little bit better. Come on, dog. That's, Some people that's think going to be a little bit better, but yeah. So that's a top three pick. Yeah. Now, what are your first thoughts? Because I'm going to tell you, my I got a strong opinion on this. My first thoughts were were wow, just as crazy that that happened. It's crazy that that's the deal that happened. Um. And the more I look back on it, I love the trade for both teams. I just think if you're Cleveland, you really you you considering that you had no real um, leverage in this deal because Kyrie wanted to go, everybody knew he wanted to go, and you had to trade him. And LeBron is 100 percent leaving next year. The fact that you were able to get out with what you got out of it, you get Isaiah who helps you this year right away, right? So you're still a contender this year. You get that Brooklyn pick. You get Crowder, who, if I'm not mistaken, is on a pretty cheap contract. And this dude, Zizic, is like a 19-year-old, uh, pretty big European prospect, right? Yeah, He's like center. one of the best players over in Europe. Um, didn't have a good summer league, but, again, a guy who was like a pretty good player over in Europe. So for them, man, I mean, you, you, you put yourself into a situation where you're not left when LeBron leaves with nothing. So I love that pit trade for them. For Boston, hey, why not, man? You had all these assets. Eventually, you got to do something with them. You're not giving Isaiah Thomas fifty or $45 million next year. You knew you weren't going to go in that direction. So why not pick up a 25-year-old Kyrie Irving? I actually, this is one of those rare deals when superstars are moved 
that I loved for both sides. That was my initial reaction to it. My second reaction to it was goddamn Boston. They got a whipper. Boston got a whip. Yeah. Now, when me when when I say Boston has a whip, they have a whip. They're gonna run yeah. out Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, Tatum coming off the bench, Jaylen probably. Jalen Brown, who looked Jaylen Brown. So I mean, they're they got a whip. Mm-hmm. Now, my initial thought was, wow, the Cavs got over. That was my initial thought. True. Let's I mean, let's look at it there's for so, what it is. So, yeah. Kyrie averages 26, uh, 20, 25 points a game. It's like 25.4 or something like that. Mm-hmm. This is last season. IT went for 29. Kyrie averaged six assists. IT averaged six assists. Kyrie shoots 40% from three. IT shoots 40% from three. Kyrie's PER is a 23. IT's PER player efficiency rating is a 26 and a half. Yeah. So – they're they're almost you could almost wash it out. Numbers wise, yeah. Now, is Kyrie probably a better pure scorer? Yes. He's a better shooter. Is he a better defender? No doubt. IT is like Kyrie's not a great defender. <laughs> they're both trash. Underrated. Kyrie's underrated it, defender. They're both trash. Yeah. I, when I, he wants to play if defense, he wants to he's play okay. D, he can be a little bit IT I mean, doesn't want to play, he's, never plays, five, he just can't, and five, he's nine. and he's five zero. Yeah. Right? So there's that aspect. You mean to tell me you're going to give me Jay Crowder, ball player? On a cheap deal. On a cheap deal. LeBron backup. Ball player. Yep. A 19-year-old look. That's a throwaway. We won't, we won't even talk about this. Mm-hmm. That's a throwaway, right? And you're giving me a, 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 a unprotected Brooklyn pick, and yeah. Brooklyn's going to be one of the worst teams in the league with yeah. the Bulls? Yeah. You give me a reset on the LeBron, the end of LeBron era. And then I was reading the Cavs save nineteen million on the tax bill. Yeah, IT only makes like eight million dollars a year. It's craziness! Like they yeah. got over. Yeah, and this is all without having any leverage whatsoever. Zero leverage. Is Zero the leverage. Biggest thing. Zero. This leverage. is like the last place that it, they, they could send your, him. Your twenty-five year old superstar made it known that he wanted to get traded. Made it known there's no chance he's resigned there in two years, and yet you still got a, 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 a great deal for him. This is the first major deal from the new Cavs GM, Kobe Altman. Yeah. Shout out Kobe Shout Altman. Shout out Kobe Altman. This is a un- terrible offseason for the Cavs. This is an unbelievable deal. Yeah. Especially when you see PG go to Oklahoma City for pennies. Pennies. You see Jimmy Butler go to Minnesota for pennies. Pennies. Less than pennies. Pennies. Rubles. Rubles. <laughs> <laughs> you see Bot. bot. You see, you see Jimmy go to Minnesota for nothing. Pesos. Then the next superstar to get traded, you get another dude averaging 30. That's crazy. All-star, Jay Crowder, and a top three pick? Yeah. They got over. And you saved $20 million on the tax bill? Right. For a guy that doesn't want to be there? Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Now... Cavs got over bar none. They, they, I, when, like, our first instinct as human beings and ball fans is to think, like, who won the trade? The Cavs or the, the Celtics? Yeah, yeah. Both have positives. I think 100%. It pushes Boston to, you know, compete with Cleveland in the East just, just that much more. Sure. Um, but who do I think won the deal? I think Cleveland wins the deal. No doubt about it. And I also think that. All this talk of Kyrie, he loves Boston. He's so happy he landed there. He's going to resign. Man, I'm not trying to hear that shit. Right. We'll see what happens. We'll if see he's what happens. About yeah, we'll see what That's happens. That's a long time down the yeah, road. Yeah. Because I also just saw Kyrie in the tunnel talking to LeBron. Ah, he was. Good. They can't wait to get back to the finals. Right. And they're hugging and dapping up. That was right. three months. That was ago. three months ago. So you're telling me a lot happens in, in a year. That he's for sure signing with Boston. There's no doubt about it. He two can't. Years. Yeah, two, two years. years. He yep. can't wait to do it. Come on, man. I'm not trying yeah. to hear that. So who won the deal? I think the Cavs did, no doubt. And it's it's. I'm perplexed by Danny Age because he, we had to offer out for Jimmy Butler. He didn't want to give up the pick. Yeah. And and, and maybe they were only talking about that the the, the Tatum pick at the time or the number one at the time. In this year's draft, maybe the Brooklyn pick wasn't on the table, but maybe it should have been. If you were going to trade it, if you were going to give it up for that and and it to go get a superstar, 
which is which Jimmy Butler is a superstar. Right. So, it, from what it looks like on the Boston side is you went you you turned down deals for Jimmy Butler because you didn't want to give up the pick. It, it ends up you ends up you end up giving up the premium when you could have gave up a little less and got Jimmy Butler or Paul George. Yeah. So I don't quite see it um, the way that you do completely, and I, a couple of reasons why. Number one, I think Cleveland made a great deal. I'm not going to say that they got over because Cleveland what. got over. Here's what I like from Boston's perspective. Number one, Isaiah Thomas is 29 years old. He's in the last year of his deal. Um, he's completely eligible for the Supermax, which means you're looking at paying him five years, $200 million. So you're going to pay your 5'9 uh, point guard a $40 million per year contract, um, which they did not want to pay him. I think that was the secret, the dirty little secret all year is that they just did not want to pay him that money. And they, they weren't, they were going to trade him one way or another. Um, in my opinion, because there was no way they were paying him that kind of money. Second thing is, yeah, Cleveland gets this draft pick, which could be a young, nice player. Everybody forgets Kyrie Irving is 25 years old. That's a huge difference between a 29-year-old Jimmy Butler, a 29-year-old Isaiah Thomas, a 29-year-old Paul George, right? Kyrie Irving is 25 years old and on a good contract for the next two years. Um so really, yeah, while it seems like it's a pick for next year, it's also a future or a, a trade for next year. It's a future trade. Um, Kyrie is a young guy, man. I mean, if you can kind of make him like Boston, he ends up loving it there, and you get him re-signed, you're going to be re-signing him for years 27 through 31 as opposed to paying Isaiah, Paul, or Jimmy for years 30 through 34, which I think for them was a big deal. Um, Giving up that Boston pick, uh, the Brooklyn pick, yeah, that was huge. Could they have made a better deal earlier for another player? Maybe. But I don't think they got fleeced in this deal at all. They I got think, they they I think they got fleeced and I think they especially get fleeced if the number if that Brooklyn if that Brooklyn pick turns out to be a number so, one pick and Cleveland and Cleveland scoops up Marvin Bagley or somebody like nice. that. Okay. Who's a monster. And those are unknowns though. Those are those still are unknowns. unknowns. Kyrie Irving is a known, bro. But they were they Kyrie weren't, Irving's best game is better than Isaiah Thomas's best game. But they weren't unknown when we offered you Paul jo- I mean uh, Jimmy Butler for for but for less than what we're they didn't what you're want giving those up older now. players. If you're going to give up a pick, a draft pick, which represents a young player, you're not going to do that for someone who's 11 years older than that young player that you would get, right? But for someone who's six years older than that young player that you would get and someone as dynamic as Kyrie and someone that has shot-making ability like Kyrie and finishing ability like Kyrie, who might be the best finisher in the NBA um, as far as just ridiculous shots. I mean, you see some of the shots that he's hitting. He's throwing shit from behind his back and it's going in. You can't coach that. And I think for them, they didn't want to commit long-term to Isaiah Thomas, and but they still wanted to be a competitive team. And on the Jay Crowder part of it, yeah, Crowder is a really nice player. How many minutes is he losing to Hayward and now the emergence of Jalen Brown? So Crowder for them was a wash, right? He was going to lose a ton of minutes this year. You brought in Hayward, big-time perimeter player, and Jalen Brown was the third pick in the draft who started to play well last year, entering his second year. So if you're looking towards the future for them, you now got Hayward, who's under contract for the next five years. You're now allowed to play – you free up more minutes for Jalen Brown, who's on a rookie deal, and you bring in Kyrie, who's 25 years old, who gives you everything that Isaiah gave you four years younger and has another year left on his contract, not forcing you to make a $200 $200 million decision when you're still already paying Al Horford. They would have been pushing to luxury tax hell next year if they would have given that money to Isaiah Thomas. Those are all great points, but where where else are they going to go? Who? Cleveland. Cleveland. You leverage oh. you leverage them till like what? The, New York maybe. They're, New York like, has where, nothing to trade. That's them. what I'm saying. So where are they going to go? Oh, I love the deal for Cleveland. I'm not killing the deal for Cleveland, but me? to say that they got over almost implies that someone was under, and I'm, I, I don't I don't see Boston as under. I see Cleveland as making. The best deal for a superstar that I can remember in recent uh, history, without right. a doubt. And, without and, and a And how doubt. do they get that done? How does Boston let them get that done when they're literally the only team that can take him? Because Boston saw an opportunity to get a 25-year-old player. I think Kyrie's age was the biggest difference. There's a reason they didn't want Paul George. Paul George was not under contract. The only one who could possibly make sense could have been Jimmy Butler because he has two years left on his deal. But, dude, Butler is 28, 29 years old, right? Um, and he's not... An offensive force like Kyrie Irving is. And mind you, 
when Ainge is turning these deals down, he doesn't know Kyrie's going to say, no, I want not out of Cleveland. All. Not at all. So what if that doesn't not happen? Not at all. Not at all. You understand so what I'm saying? if they hadn't have done nothing with those picks or those players, you could 100% kill Danny Ainge. And people have been killing Danny Ainge this summer. Why don't you move off those picks? Why don't you move off those picks? But guess what? He waited long, and it seems like he made a good deal for himself right now. You can't hate on the deal from Boston's side. I'm not all. hating on it, but... I'm Just trying to figure out. I'm trying to so figure good. out why he felt like he needs to give up that much. I don't think he did. He gave to get up Kyrie the, the absolute premium when he. I don't think. He, I think he could have got away with a little less. So than who that. could he have got by not including maybe that even Boston maybe pick? even leaving Jay Crowder off the it. But Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder is redundant at this point. You don't need him with Hayward and Brown. Just like you didn't need Avery Bradley. You can always use a guy that can shoot it a little bit and play defense. Yeah, a, but you got Gordon Hayward's going to be gonna enough convince. minutes. And what if Jalen Brown becomes that guy? Yeah, what if a lot of shit happens? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what if Marvin Bagley's a great player? You just said it. That boy looks like a monster. <laughs> he you, looks you, like a monster. Have you watched this he cat? He looks like a monster. No, I hear you, though, but I just... Initially, that's what I said, too. I was like, goddamn, Cleveland... I mean, and, and still, I believe that Cleveland got a haul. Compared to what we saw Paul George go for, compared to what we firsthand saw Jimmy Butler go for, they got an absolute haul. You have now, playable players right now coming back in that trade. You got a starter... Right, your number two scorer, and you got a really solid rotation player in Crowder, and then you have the future when LeBron ultimately jets. And don't sit here and fucking tell me one more time LeBron's not leaving next year. <laughs> hey I'm man, not going. I am gonna be. That's gonna be a hell of a day that day. He's gone. You said they already have that day. He going to L.A. They happened last month. They yeah, said, they said a, he bought a crib in L.A. Got a blaze huge pizza. crib in L.A. He wants to the, fucking be a movie star. They said he got blaze pizzas yeah. all over there. Would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Hell yeah. Cleveland going to be a riot. That Cleveland, boy leaving. And that's out. what they had to make it. <laughs> hey, so to prevent that from happening, though, that's why you make this deal. Because now when LeBron leaves, what are you going to be left with? You're going to be left with the last year of Jay Crowder. You're going to be left with that Brooklyn pick. And if you want to give Isaiah Thomas $200 million, be my guest. Don't do that. Don't do it. Now, let me, let, let me caveat. Don't please don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> let me caveat this all by saying I feel like Cleveland got over if IT's hip is healthy. There's there, there's questions about his hip. I, I'm, there's rumblings that like there some people are worried about him even passing the physical. That's coming up. That so, would be a story. That'd be a story, right? So we'll see what happens there. IT, if you remember correctly, he he had some trouble finishing out the Eastern Conference Finals because of a hip in, hip injury. And the hip is no joke, bro. No, the hip is it's all your movement. It's like it's like those the toe and shit, man. Those little injuries like the, that really fuck up your movement. The 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 hip will take you out. The ask Bo Jackson. Oh yeah. So shout out Bo. Yeah, shout out Bo. But man, the NBA is looking solid. I'm looking forward to uh, this shit coming back. And guess who opens up the season, bro? Do you know who? It's Cleveland and Boston. Where is it? Do you know? I don't even know. I don't know. I that. have no idea. I knew. I knew they opened. I don't know where it is. Wherever it is, that's just going to be a spectacle. You, you know what I'm looking forward to right now off this trade, though. Just real quick, uh, I can't wait to see what Isaiah Thomas says because his whole entire life he's just been passed on, passed on, traded, last pick in the draft. Well, Mans makes the All NBA team, finishes like third or fourth in MVP voting, and then gets dealt in the dealt in the off season. Yeah, like for him, it's just like for him and a bundle of other motherfuckers. Yeah. not like not like the Kyrie where it's one for yeah, th- yeah. You're like the you're, you're oh not yeah, the, yeah yeah you're, you're like seventy five percent of this trade right. And, and the other pieces, yeah, the Brooklyn pick is the bigger piece. You're right. kind of like oh, you cancel out Kyrie in this deal more or less. Right. Um. So yeah, I want to hear what he has to say. I want to hear the Kyrie Irving tell all about what it was really like being under LeBron's control for a couple years. You notice we haven't heard from Kyrie at all. Not at all. He ain't said a peep. He did his little, uh, he was on Instagram in China kicking it. uh, He hasn't said a word. I think they're both going to have a lot to say. LeBron will do his little subliminal shit. He's never going to come right out and say anything. It'll always be. You know what? He always does that. It's always some weird shit. LeBron will never come right out and say it. Um, You know, like Kobe would come right out and say it. Yeah. Because it's a bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, Trade me. Yeah. What the fuck is an Andrew Bynum? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Kobe. Shout out, Kobe. Mamba. Mamba. The muse. The muse. <laughs> um, I just think it's interesting, man. I just think it's crazy that this deal happened. Uh, but again, I think, you know, Boston now has. Is Boston a better team than Cleveland right now? No. No. Okay. Because of LeBron. Because of LeBron. Yeah, LeBron factor always matters. I, Le- um, I, this, this is the final straw that LeBron will win the MVP this year. I have no doubts. 
LeBron is, um, LeBron's going to put up 27, 9, and 9 or something like that. Some crazy shit like that. Here's the better question with this trade, though. Is Boston a better team than Cleveland in two years? Man, dude. And who I, I knows what happens? What's LeBron going into this year? Week fif- Year 15? Yeah. Dude, I don't know, man. LeBron two will be years from now? in two years. But that's, that's, that's too far away. I don't know. Yeah, but that's. Uh, but I think if you're Boston, that's you got to look at too far away right now. Why are no you one's so sure the Warriors. he's leaving? By the way, where you're where? Positive? Yo, what rock do you live under that doesn't yeah. show? Everybody, Woj <laughs> reported it. Everybody has reported it. Everybody has said this dude is gonna leave. If he wasn't leaving, he would probably come out and say like, "Yo, I'm not going anywhere." No, he learned his lesson. No one can. He learned his lesson last time. There's, he wouldn't yo, say that. Very regardless. few athletes at this point though are as media savvy as LeBron. So if you think these stories of him leaving are coming anywhere else from than from LeBron James or someone oh, so they close come from to his camp? That's coming from his camp. That's coming from Jones and LeBron. Like six different people, <laughs> man. That's uh, that's my man's in them, dude. That that's Rich Clutch Paul. Sports in them. Yeah, Clutch Sports is putting the seeds <laughs> in. Like, yo, look, hey, LA, keep that cap space open. That's why you do it. Keep that cap space open. Are you sure you want to give Paul George forty five million? LeBron is cometh. He's here. He said, Blaze, he just bought a crib. He bought a crib. He's got the Blaze Pizza. Blaze he wants pizza to do the Hollywood thing, man. You can't expand your brand in Cleveland. You know what I mean? He's, been a, he's done a damn good job so yeah, far. Yeah, he has so far. But you go to L.A., it's a different ball game out there, um, especially with the fact that his career is winding down. But, yeah, man, I mean, I think, again, if you're Boston, you're looking at this deal two years down the line, eventually the Warriors are going to have to make some very, very, very tough financial decisions. I think Clay Thompson's deal is up in two years, right? Clay, Clay, you, Clay wants max. If I'm Clay, I'm not settling for anything under $200 million. No, if, no. I, if I got to go somewhere else to get it, that's fine. I got three rings with me, assuming they win next year. So that's yeah. fine. Um, they'll, they'll, yeah. And that puts Boston that. in a huge position at that point because Kyrie will still be under contract at 27 years old. Bucket getter. Bucket getter. <laughs> Certified. But like epic level of bucket getting. So, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. But either way, the NBA, hey, shout out to the NBA for just literally stealing the news cycle from the NFL three weeks before the season starts. Absolutely. Yeah. The NBA is 12 months. The NBA is the shit. I love NBA love hoops. It. What an um, offseason. Crazy offseason. This off has got to be the most active. Last, can you Think about the last two years yeah. offseason. It's been ridiculous. Well, two years, was all the, two years ago was all the money being thrown out. But the player movement this year, I mean, Chris Paul to the Rockets, you got Paul George to the uh, fucking, Houston. what are they called? Or Paul George to the Thunder. To the Thunder yeah. to go play with Russie. Yeah. Um, you My know, boy. You got Isaiah Thomas going this way. You got the top two teams in the East swapping superstars. Like, we're, we're in a, like an unprecedented era in the NBA of just shit happening. And this is fucking two months after free agency is over. Yeah. We're started, right? So we're still making deals. How many more deals are going to come during the season? Still you know, time like, to go. There's still time to go, man. So... Yeah, man. Shout out the NBA. Shout out Uncle Drew. One more time, shout out the Cavs' new GM, Kobe Altman. Yeah, great deal. Great deal, boy. Big Nick, it's fight weekend. Fight weekend? You already know how we feel about a big fight weekend. Oh, yeah, that's man. our shit. That's, that's, that's the best weekend of the year. Man, I'm shooting out to Phoenix. Shout out uh, Arizona, the ASU. Zone. Forks up. Bro, I have not been back since I left, man. I need, I know. I need to make my trip back Gee, out there. you got to get out I got there. To. I know, man. I, I was going to go for uh, for Brett's uh, bachelor party, but then that was the same weekend as my daughter and Nikki's birthday, so had to lay, stay back on that one. I'll be back out there, man. You know, I'll be back out in the zone, man. They can't keep me down too long. Yeah, it's a great place to go back and visit, especially Absolutely. now that you're a little older with a little more money in your yeah. pocket. And you don't um, need a lot of money to go a long way out there. It's getting a little more expensive. Last time I was out there when I was in Scottsdale, it was it was Chicago, down, downtown Chicago prices, I would a- say. After San Francisco, nothing is expensive to me ever again in life, bro. <laughs> everything is a discount. Yeah. Everything is free, basically. Everything is free, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I'm going out to uh, Scottsdale for the weekend to watch the fight with a couple of my homies from school. Nice. Um, I'm excited about that. It's going to be fun. We're going to, I get out there. You know, you know gonna I'm excited. It's going to be hot as shit. It's going to be hot as shit. Uh, like yo, it's like one hundred and five no, every it's gonna day. Be like hot as yeah, shit. like one hundred and five to yeah. one hundred and ten every day. We're yeah, out there. like vicious. No clouds. No, no. And it's just hot. <laughs> no, no breeze. And it's hot either. straight through. No breeze. No clouds. You know, wake up hot and go to bed hot. <laughs> so, I'm excited to get out there and kick it. You know, I'm excited because I'm literally on the first flight out on Thursday. My flights are like five thirty. Nice. Five fifteen from Midway. I'm gonna leave the crib at like three forty five. So you'll get out there. It'll be like what eight a.m. It'll be like seven thirty. I get Beautiful. out. I land at like seven thirty. I love it. 
I'm straight. I'm straight to the pool. And Sky Harbor is such an easy airport to get in and out of. Super easy. Shout out Sky Harbor. Yeah, Sky Harbor International. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so easy. I used to live across the street. So I could show up to the flight like ten minutes before it took off. Good. Yeah, yeah. Sky Harbor International, solid. Um, so I'm excited about that, man. But let's talk about this fight. Yeah. Because it's coming up. It's Saturday. And I'm also excited because I'm going to be on the West Coast. That means the fight's going to come on at eight, like eight thirty. Oh yeah, you don't so have to wait till like ten thirty, eleven. I don't have to wait till like midnight. Yeah. So we're going to be able to catch the fight and then step out. So I'm excited about that. Right. Um, but let's talk about it. It's here. It's finally here. And I know you mentioned. Let's get this out of the way so we can get to the real fight, which is Triple Jello, uh, Triple G Canelo. Yeah. I just said Triple Triple Jello. Triple Jello. Triple Jello. That's like uh, <laughs> Big Baller Brand. Yeah, Shout Big Baller Brand, the Triple Jellos. <laughs> Zotus and the Triple Jellos. <laughs> but we can focus on Triple G and Canelo, which is the in real late fight. September. For like for the real fighting fans who want to see true boxing and all that, uh, you know that's the real fight. This is this is the fun. No doubt. Yeah. This is the spectacle. That's the real deal boxing right. match that's coming up for those dudes. The most recent news that's kind of kind of come out is that they're going to go down to the eight ounce gloves. Yeah. Um, who, is a, that a, who is that a bigger win for? I, I do. To be honest, I think it's a win win for both. So the rules are if you fight at 154 plus, yeah. they're fighting at 154. IBF, me, uh, the rule is if you're at 154, you have to fight with 10 ounce gloves. Right. That's like the threshold. If you know boxing and you know Mayweather, like I know you do quick, he fights at 146 all day. All the time, yeah. He walks around at 146 and he fights at 146. Yeah. And at 146, he fights with eight ounce gloves. Yeah. So it's a win for him because that's what he always fights in his eight ounce gloves. Right. And it's a win for Connor because he's used to fighting in barely any gloves. I was so, gonna say, what kind of boxing I think gloves? It's four, does he, I think four ounce gloves. What, what is kind of the boxing UFC. gloves does Connor usually do for his boxing matches? Um, well, this will be his first yeah, one. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, buddy, but those UFC gloves, like with the fingers hanging they're out, like four no, ounce. Yeah, four ounce gloves. Four ounce. Is that gloves. what they are? Yeah, they're four okay. ounce. So, I mean, a couple ounces to Connor yeah, always help. Padding and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the that's the most recent big time news, in my opinion, that they re- they both requested to do. So they're both about it. Right. Now, McGregor is quoted saying, "If they go down to eight round gloves, he's gonna he will he I will sleep this man within two rounds." That's what he said. He said, "I hit people, they go to sleep." Boy says a lot. So, I guess let's kick it off with how's the fight gonna break down? Because we're gonna go through some of these props, and some of these props you're gonna be you're gonna be kind of you're gonna be kind of surprised by. I think the overall line for the fight right now. People have been pounding McGregor. Pounding McGregor, man. Like crazy money on McGregor. McGregor's down the plus 325. And Mayweather's right now is at minus 500. Which is crazy. 475. 475, 500. Yep. Right around there. Um, I think that line's going to move a lot once the weigh-in happens. Right. Because that's when the big dogs. Once, once, once you see your fighter... Step up on the scale, then you really know what's popping. Sharks right? come out the water, right? Like, okay, like I'm. I mean, if I'm a big dog putting in big, big, big money, I'm not gonna put in a ton of money without seeing my fighter live. In Especially the flesh. knowing how emotionally charged the betting in this fight is, you know, there's gonna be huge swings, like there was as far as uh, Mayweather going down to where he did. Yeah, I think it's also just people throwing a little cash. I think those small, those small hundred dollar bets. They when, add you're, up. When, you're, when you're betting on McGregor plus 750, yeah. is adding up in the book and which is driving that down. Um, my, I, I read an article earlier today that the Maloof brothers have put in the biggest bet to date. They not, still got money? 900K. Okay. Uh, 880K to win 160K on Mayweather. That, wow. That's the biggest bet I've seen. Wow. So far to date. Only when you have money can you bet 880 to win 160. Yeah, I mean that's you know it's it's a margin play. That's yeah, all it is. You know, that's what they do all day in the stock market anyway, yeah. right? So it's like yeah. small margins. If, hey, it's what if you know it's going to come in. Yeah. Then it's, what, sure. what are you really risking, yeah, right? And that's a ninety-nine point. I'll, I'll say that's a hundred percent. It's going to come in. Yeah, maybe it's going to win. That's easy money. Now, <clears throat> I have a bet with my boy. You know Stephen Moore. You know Steve. Shout out Steve. Shout out Steve. He bet me that McGregor wouldn't win a round. I said that he would. Yeah, he's definitely going to. Yeah, he, he's he's, he's going to win a couple. This, this is I would Las say. Vegas. He's going to win a couple, and I think it'll be early. 
if McGregor has any chance to make an even an impact on this fight, it's going to come within the first five or six rounds. I, I would even say earlier than that. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you want Floyd to get into his groove, and that's going to take. That's going to happen a lot quicker than six rounds. If Floyd gets into his groove, the fight is officially over. Um, I, I think McGregor need, it needs to happen in the first one to two rounds. I don't know if McGregor does. McGregor have the stamina to last with Floyd like that. I mean, Definitely McGregor's not, not used to opinion. that, man. He's used to quick, super quick combat type sport like a uh, UFC. Um, and I'm not going to pretend like I'm the biggest UFC guy out there, but there's there's yeah, fundamental five, five differences. Five minute rounds and championship yeah, rounds. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, there's there's fundamental differences between the two sports. I don't think McGregor wants to start fighting him in the seventh or eighth round. That's going to be a major problem for him because Floyd's already won the fight at that point. Floyd's already won the mental fight at that point. Um, so I think if it's going to happen for McGregor, it's going to happen in the first two rounds. But sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. How do yeah. you see, how do you see the fight going? I see it going uh, the full fight. I don't think there's going to be a knockout. I see no knockouts. Anybody who's calling for a knockout, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know if Floyd's going to knock McGregor out. I, I don't. I don't know if that's in the cards. McGregor's one hundred percent not knocking Floyd out. I'm um, gonna see it go in the full full twelve rounds, and uh, I, I can't see a situation in which Floyd doesn't win at least nine of those rounds, unless it's some Vegas bullshit. It was a ten round fight. Now listen to this, because I am leaning towards it goes the full the distance. Yeah, the full twelve. Met, uh, Floyd Mayweather by decision or technical decision is plus two fifty. That means it goes the distance. Yeah. Plus 250s. They're saying he's going to go down. They're, they're saying Mayweather's going to knock him out. Mayweather by KO or TKO, minus 125. I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening at all. I see him picking him. Jab, jab, cross, get out the way. Counter, counter, get out the way. Right. Like, I don't really see him. For him, for Floyd, in my eyes, to not counter out, he'd have to be putting his neck out there and, and, and being a little more aggressive than I think he's gonna that that he that he typically is. You have to say fight the same type of fight that he fought against Madonna. Yeah, which didn't go. I mean, he won the fight, but that wasn't <laughs> the type of fight that he wants to fight. Nah, not at you all. Know? Um, same thing with Cotto, kind of. I mean, when he stands in there and fights, but I keep saying this, man. I gotta keep catching myself. He's not fighting a boxer. So all those conventional stuff as far as like, oh, I was going to say, you know, when's the last time a Floyd fight didn't go to decision other than Victor Ortiz? It's been a long-ass time um, since he's had a knockout, right? So, but it, this dude's not a – I don't know, man. This dude that he's fighting is not a fighter. He's not a boxer. He's and a fighter. And to, to speak on that, to, this is why I think the the, the KO is, so, is, is minus 125. That te- the knockout and the technical knockout is what's favored for Floyd to win. Yeah. I think that's the case because I think that Conor has nothing to lose, bro. Nothing. So he's going to come in there walking down Mayweather, and I think people think, because I don't think this, that he's just going to pick him apart and he's going to he's gonna beat the shit out of him. And eventually by seven, eight, round seven or eight, they're going to stop the fight. The Floyd's going to beat the Floyd, shit out of him? Yeah, that's what, that's what people think. It's not his style. I think it's going to be whap, whap. Get out of there, move. Whap, whap, get out of there, move. Yeah. And then next thing you know, it's round ten. And next thing you see, and the, then the copy box score, and Floyd's landed way more punches because you don't see him land them. Exactly. You know, it's gonna be just like every other Floyd fight. Oh, he hasn't hit him. Then you get the scores, and it's like, whoa, Floyd is connecting on seventy percent of his punches. He's landed way more, and McGregor just swinging at air. I agree with that. So we won't we won't harp on it too too much we got those boys coming up on saturday but i think it goes the distance with floyd winning a unanimous decision yeah i agree i agree with that i don't i don't see any situation in which conor mcgregor is able to beat floyd mayweather in this fight and if he does like they said uh mgm grand said it would be the biggest loss in mgm resort history which might be bullshit but i'm sure buster douglas versus mike tyson was a bigger loss on the books yeah but maybe, but maybe not, because who knows who was betting Buster Douglas? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> did. Somebody got rich. Somebody, hey, they're still, they're some still eating. They're still eating. <laughs> someone made some money on Buster <laughs> Somebody Douglas. Somebody made some money. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, make sure you catch that fight, at least for the spectacle alone. Man. Yeah. Don't pay for it. If you if you can, if you can don't avoid pay paying a hundred dollars, I'm gonna start you know going through the Rolodex right now, and see who I can find to go watch it. But yeah, don't don't pay for it. It's not worth your money, but. It'll um, be a fun night, man. It'll, be a fun it, it, night. it'll it'll at the very least be an entertaining 
two, three, four rounds in the beginning of the fight. I think there's no doubt about that. Yeah. I think entertaining Conor, is the right word. I think, and what that means exactly, I'm not 100 percent sure, but it will be 100 percent entertaining. No doubt. Yeah. All the stars are going to be there. They'll have all the boys in the crowd. It's going to be tight. But to put it on wax again, Mayweather unanimous decision. I think it goes the distance. Yeah. Don't get fooled by that TKO shit. No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Thanks for listening, man. Tune in. We'll see y'all soon.